Today's guest got bitten by the creative bug whilst working in her career in retail at John Lewis. She decided to pursue her dream of becoming an interior designer and crafted a design service to pandemic-proof her business. Let's find out how she got on. Welcome to the Hubcast, brought to you by the Interior Designers Hub, where we help and support interior designers to get trained, get into the industry, and to grow wildly successful businesses. If you want to work in the field you love, create the lifestyle you desire, and make the money you truly deserve, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Kate Hatherall. Let's get into it. Today on Hubcast, we're talking to Lauren May from Laura May Interiors. Hi, Lauren. How are you? Hi, Kate. I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Amazing. Thanks very much for being here. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your business, where you're located. What sort of design do you do? Okay, so um, I have been running Laura May Interiors for the last, well, nearly two years now. Um, it'll be my second business birthday on the 1st of December. Um, so, yeah, the last two oh, years have been good. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, uh, yes, yeah, so I'm based, I live in Kenilworth um, in Warwickshire, um, but I also, um, as well as um, covering Warwickshire and the Midlands. Um, one of my uh, services that I offer is a digital design. So that means that I'm able to help people that aren't necessarily local to me, which is great. Um, and I've helped people um, all over the UK, really, some as far south as Portsmouth that obviously I wouldn't normally get to necessarily work with um, because they're not um, geographically local to me. Um but uh, the so, so I offer my clients, uh, kind of generally speaking, three different services. I do a digital service, which is purely um, online. Um, my middle service is um, based around that kind of um, whole process, really, but includes a home visit um, with that. Um, and then my final service that I offer to some people um, is all of what I've already done for those um, clients before. So the inspiration boards, the furniture sourcing, you know, the um, wallpaper and paint, anything that they're looking for for their room. But then I add um, the styling on at the end. So some clients are really happy to uh, get stuck in and do the styling themselves. It was just the stumbling blocks before that that they were struggling with. Um, but other clients really want the kind of the help, the the end styling um, to really finish off the project completely. So um, if that's not what they're looking for, then Amazing. I will do a um, bespoke quote for them as well if it's not you know, if they want to mix and match between any of those services. Brilliant. And that kind of combination of in-person stuff and e-design really does give you a lot of flexibility, doesn't it, to reach a wider audience, really? It does. Yes. Hopefully that was my plan to be able to, um, like you say, reach people who aren't necessarily local to me when a lot of the um, what I was offering could be done digitally. But also um, so... I know you'll probably come on to this, but um, my um, business started uh, during the pandemic and I was really, um, I had in my mind to try and make, 
hopefully COVID or something like that won't happen again. But if there was ever to be something like that to happen again, where we couldn't do face to face, I really wanted to try and future proof my business so that I could carry on if something like that happened again. So that was a little bit as well behind the history of that particular service. I love that. So thinking then about before that, mm-hmm. um, I'm guessing that there was something that you did beforehand, a previous career. So what were you doing before you made that transition into interior design? Yeah, so my background um, completely for the last uh, 15 plus, probably 18 years has all been um, retail based. So I um, started uh, with companies like Marks and Spencers, Hobbs, Women's Wear, um, you know, kind of shop floor work. Um, and then the kind of turning point for me was um, being accepted onto the John Lewis um manager internal training program that I did. Um, so I worked there for five years at John Lewis um, at one of their stores um, on numerous departments. And I kind of um, that nurtured, I think, my love of the kind of visual merchandising side of things. I, I really had that creative bug um, of making displays look amazing. Even though we had an in-house um, visual merchandising team, there was still a lot of... Um, potential and opportunities for me to still do that within the departments that I worked on. Um, and then after that, I was there, yeah, for John Lewis for five years and then moved to the National Trust, um, where I was a retail manager for them. Um, again, got heavily involved in the visual merchandising side of things. And then latterly, um, I was a, um, a consultant, a retail consultant for the National Trust covering um, properties in the mess in the West Midlands. And unfortunately, I was one of the casualties of the pandemic and was made redundant um, mm-hmm. uh, just before I then started um, my interiors business as well. That's well, such an interesting journey. And I imagine that a lot of the experience that you got in your previous roles, you've been able to use in what you do now? Yes, definitely. I think um, whether I realised it or not, uh, most of the, well, I think all of the departments actually that I worked on at John Lewis were all home departments. I didn't ever work on a fashion department. And so I wonder whether subconsciously I was just, I didn't really realise it at the time, but I was just attracted to home and and homeware and and that kind of thing so I think that those jobs that I was doing but then also um, buying my first home with my then boyfriend now husband um, in kind of 2008 nine that kind of time um, just really opened up my creativity um, in being able to you know make a our first house a home and feel um you know, all of the things that you want your clients to feel um, about a home. So it was those two kind of running side by side of each other, really, that really, um, I think, got me into interior design and to homes, definitely. Absolutely. And so that, um, you know, situation where you were in the lockdown, you'd been made redundant and you were sort of looking to what to do next. Did you really at that point think, now I want to pursue interior design. Or was it a case of, you know, you thought, I'll give this a go and see how it goes, or I'm going to be looking for something in retail, but this came along. How did you kind of make the decision that this was the direction that you were going to go in? 
Um, I think I'd always thought um, that I would start a business and I was fairly sure that it would be interior design based. But I think um, before that point, I wasn't 100% um, sure on that. I think I'd always had um, very lovely and well-meaning friends who would come round to our house and say how amazing our house looked and um, that I obviously had a natural flair for it and that I should do it as a career um, and charge people because, um, you know, they would always ask for help and advice um, with their homes as well, which obviously before that point I would uh, – gladly do for free um so I think I think I'd always thought that when my children were at school um I was previously when I was working for the National Trust I was working three days so I thought that then I would have some time to maybe start experimenting and researching with setting up my own business um after that point so I think I always thought I would get there I just didn't expect it to come quite so quickly obviously the pandemic and being made redundant um fast forwarded that for me um so yeah it was definitely I found it a really hard time actually after being made redundant I think my confidence took a real dip um and uh, just a bit of soul searching um and trying to figure out what next really um for the next however many years, um, you know, of my, my job history. Um, but, you know, that was a time I had then the time to, um, start building the business, start building my social media platforms, my website, which I did myself from scratch because I had the time to teach myself how to do it. Um, and then also start with some friends and family, some clients to then start to, test things out and and build up a, a portfolio to then hopefully share with future um kind of fee paying clients as well amazing and did you make a decision um at that point that you felt that you wanted to um get some education get yourself qualified or did you feel that you you know as many um successful designers do that you had that creative flair the experience of your previous job and that you were just going to go for it and and give it a go with the business yeah i definitely um i hoped that the the creative background um was enough that i could try and demonstrate that to potential clients but i definitely wanted to have some kind of um a kind of formal um educational training behind me which is when i came across the um interior design diploma um so i studied for and, and completed that and i just wanted something to be able to say I have actually, um, you know, put some, uh, some time and some effort, um, into learning about the, the fundamentals of interior design rather than for me. I just felt that I would feel more confident if I had that to be able to say to people rather than just saying, um, it's just the experience of, of, um, my own home, um, that I've got, um, as well as that, um, kind of retail background, um, so, yeah, so I did Absolutely. I did do some some yeah. training as well. Makes perfect sense. And um, I think, you know, sometimes it gives the client, you know, what gives you that feeling of credibility, which gives mm-hmm. you, um, you know, more confidence to go out and speak with them um, with clients as well. So 
looking at that sort of transition from what you used to do to what you do now, were there any kind of fears or worries that held you back or stopped you from, you know, kind of going for it or anything that sort of bothered you or worried you about making that transition? Um, I think you know, it's natural to have um, worries in terms of, um, you know, will anybody uh, contact me? Does anybody want my help? You know, when, when it's then um, you're asking for people to pay for it. Um, I think definitely when it's something that you love, I think one of your other guests mentioned it as well, you kind of feel a bit... Um, you feel a bit bad charging for it because you enjoy it and because you feel like it comes naturally to you. Um, but also, yeah, just that um, imposter syndrome, um, you know, um, is it the right thing to do? Uh, you know, will people think that I'm doing a good enough service when they're paying for it? So I think all of those natural thoughts, thankfully not anything enough to completely put me off doing it. Um and just I hoped with the more clients I did have then um, and the more projects I could share with people that I had worked on, that then um, I'd, I'd get more confidence with that as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And do you wish that you had started this journey earlier or do you feel that it was just right time, right place for you? Um, no, I don't think so. I'm not sure I could have started it earlier. I think um, I think with the point in my life beforehand with having um, two small children and I'm just not sure I would have had the headspace or the capacity to even think about it earlier than I did. Um, and as I said to you earlier that um, I'd kind of got in my mind that I might think to start about it in the next uh, well, even two years ago, that it would be then another maybe year um, before I'd feel like I'd have the the headspace to to really put some time and energy and effort into it. So, no, I don't think so. I I do wonder if I'd you know done an interior design degree um, straight out of university whether that would have changed things. But you know who knows. Um, but I'm glad of the retail experience that I've got and I've had um, and that has helped me. Um, so, no, I don't think I would have started um, earlier than I than I did. No. Absolutely. And I hear that from a lot of people as well, that although, you know, they're very happy doing what they're doing and delighted that they've made the move, that actually mm -hmm. a lot of life experience that you gather beforehand, uh, you know, really valuable to what you're doing now and that people wouldn't be without that experience. Definitely. And I wonder whether it was accessible maybe 15 years ago, um, whether, you know, unless you'd done an interior design degree, um, you know, would, would, it, would the opportunities have been the same as they are now? I do feel like there's a lot more support and training out there um, now um, for that kind of profession that's that's helped me has been perfect timing for me now. Yeah, I absolutely agree wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Lauren, thank you for so much for coming and sharing your journey with us today. Before we end the session, would you be willing to play a game of designer this or that? Yes, of course. Amazing. Okay, so I'm going to set the timer on the clock and we will dive in. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay, let's go. Suede or Nubuck? Oh, Nubuck. Smooth or textured? 
textured. Tiles or wood? Tiles. Wallpaper or panelling? Oh, uh, wallpaper. New or upcycled? Uh, new. Leather or vegan? Oh, leather, probably. Sorry. Coffee table or footstool? Uh, footstool. Faux plants or real plants? Oh, always real plants, but if I can't keep them alive, then faux. <laughs> <laughs> rug or carpet? Uh, rug. Linen or velvet? Uh, velvet. Amazing. And we are out of time. Thank you very much for playing designer this or that. No problem. Thank you. <laughs> Lauren, thank you so much um, for joining us today. We really appreciate you giving up your time. Um, how can people get in touch with you if they're in your local area and they're looking for an interior designer? So my <clears throat> my social media handle is just at Laura May Interiors. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and my website is just www.laurenmayinteriors.com. Perfect. Amazing. Well, thank you once again for being on the Hubcast today. We really appreciate it. No problem, Kate. Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning into Hubcast by the Interior Designers Hub. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please take a screenshot and share it to Facebook, Instagram or your favourite social media channel. Make sure to tag me in at Interior Designers Hub and let me know what you enjoyed about this episode. I reply to each and every comment. I'd also like to offer you an incredible free gift, which is going to show you the exact roadmap that you need to take to become a wildly successful interior designer. It shares our secrets to business success. If you'd like to get your hands on that, head on over to interiordesignershub.co.uk forward slash roadmap right now. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next time.